I think we have a really good program today to talk about, and oh, I just yeah. can't wait to just open the door and run through it. But yep. first, remind our friends how they can remain in touch with us and to know that something is coming up. Well, we definitely want you to share this program, and we want you to subscribe to this program. Go ahead right now and subscribe to the program, right. and you can hit the notification button Right now, go ahead and, and hit the button. It's the bell, Ready and bell. you will be notified when things are coming up. You'll be notified when there's new programs and everything going on. And this podcast is entitled Unscripted with Owen and Tammy. That's me. And today we're going to talk about Tammy a little bit. Let's get, let's get to you. I, I, I think that we've got some... This could be good or it could be bad because, you know, I have a little street credibility. Mm-hmm. Because of my salvation. Yeah. Not many people have street credibility because of their salvation, but I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe we could just back up before we get to the meat of it and just, because our, our <laughs> backgrounds are different. I mean, they're, they're, they're similar. We, again, we went, we, we went <laughs> to uh, a family yeah. gathering for your grandmother who just recently turned 97. Yeah. Your your mother's mom mm-hmm. still and, alive and kicking. Yeah, I mean she. We're gonna like they say, you know, you're gonna have to knock her in the head <laughs> on Judgment Day because uh, she's just, you know, everybody's saying she's going, but she never yeah. goes, and she looked good. She looked yeah. great. Thank God for that. Uh, but on your mom's side, um, you're originally from your 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 mom's side. They're from Delacroix Island, Louisiana, and they came from Canary Island, yeah, Spain. The original folks came over mm-hmm. they uh immigrated from the canary islands which is a small island that's owned by spain so it's actually spanish right right off the coast of africa and they came to america because at one time uh louisiana was under spanish rule right so those folks came looking for a new opportunity by the time they got to Louisiana, it was French rule again. Mm-hmm. It had gone back into the French, and uh, but they settled in Lower Saint Bernard, mm-hmm. which Called is where you're Delacroix, Delacroix Island. Island, and it's a fishing or com- down the road, down the road, it's fishing community, shrimping, uh, and it's a unique culture, and that's your where your mom is. And we have an interesting story mm-hmm. before we get into your other story. Uh, we're from two There's different. So many stories. We're My from. God. We're from two different worlds. Oh yeah. But we're actually from the same world. Isn't it amazing? Now, my last name obviously is McManus. Your maiden name was Poldman. Yep. All right. So we didn't know. We didn't know much. That seems like two separate. We, we actually met in church, and that's what you'll talk about that at the moment, because that's what I want to ask you. But when, when uh, you and I were dating. Yeah. Uh, a close relative on my mom's side passed away, and you took a ride with my mom to go to attend the wake. Just to kind of drive her and be with her. And when you walked into the funeral home, you knew as many people there it as- It was my family. That was your family. <laughs> but and, it was your family. But it was my family. Uh-oh. And we were like, oh, wow. You oh, came no. back, you said, I think we're related. I said, I don't know if that's good or not. Because <laughs> we're my grandmother- his maiden name is Mellorine. What's your grandmother's my maiden name? My grandmother on my mom's side, Mellorine. Oh, my word. Yes. And they're Look from- Look at that. F- and she was from Delacroix Island. 
and she came over from from the Canary Islands. The Los So Islanders. you McManus guys really like Canary Islanders, well, huh? We like pretty women. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Whether they're from you know Spain or Canary Islands, whatever. Yeah. But the the point is, is that when you and I did our DNA, yeah, this is funny. Everybody's doing the DNA ancestry.com and all you of that. Send off like your saliva. And you find out where you're from. Yeah. And we kinda, it's exciting, huh? I think we kind of we kind of knew already because yeah. it, it it just reaffirmed Family history and that you're half Spanish and I'm a quarter Spanish because my mom was half like you. And then my I, mother was a hundred percent English and Irish. And um, and then you found out. I think you was shocked. You found out you might be a little Italian. Yeah, I was like 17% Italian. That's funny. No wonder I like spaghetti and meatballs like spaghetti so Spaghetti and meatballs and pasta. <laughs> that but sounds good right we now. Got our, we, we got our results back. It gives you a list of people you might want to contact. Uh-oh. And, uh, and yours came up. Contact this guy, Owen McManus. He, he's clo- Your closest relative. Your closest relative. It's like, that's my husband. So I don't know. What, yeah. well, I, I think we might be fourth cousins or whatever. It's safe. So, but anyway, we met in church, so we didn't know each other. We didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know anything. And, uh, of course, our background's different, even though we have a similar uh, ancestry uh, background. But we, our, our, our actual life, we were two different worlds. I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. Went to Catholic school. Yeah. And I was Pentecostal. and You did what Pentecostals and back do. Back in those days, Pentecostals and, and Catholics, well, we, we were civil, but... I don't, I don't think people understood religion as much no. as we do today. People were hostile to one another at times, which is sad because we're all believers and Christians. Um, but but anyway, you, you weren't walking with the Lord and right. you came to church mm-hmm. your first time from an invitation yeah. from my younger sister. Candace. Candace, and she brought you to church, which happened to be... The first Sunday that I've ever spoke on a Sunday morning, and my dad uh, was called to a church that was having some problems, and he went to help the church in Tennessee, and at the last minute, and I was asked to step in. Just Did two days. Pray and fast, and I say, fast. "Lord, send in the harvest. Send well, in the harvest." I wasn't praying for a wife, but I was praying, "God, help me, use me, <laughs> yeah. do something." See, it's my it first worked. Sunday. It worked. And um, so, yeah, I was my first Sunday on my first time. All right. And you walked in. I'm going to be very honest and vulnerable here. Okay. Be honest. Just because I think it's important for people to know. Okay. When I came to church that first Sunday, I can't even remember what you preached. I had a, I'm just being honest where I was in life. You didn't remember anything I said? Really don't. I do remember what happened to me. Because I responded to the Lord, but I had a hangover so bad. I remember sitting in church like, it's just funny because of what we do now, and now I'm the pastor's wife. So you were drinking the night before? Well, yeah. But I did get up and make it to church. You did. I mean, I drug myself to church, but yeah, it was rough. And I sat in church. I think it's pretty good that I sat in church, not feeling well, uh, had a rough night, and my point is, when you gave that altar call that yeah. morning, I knew it was like the Lord put a rope around my heart. I responded to that, yeah. and I came to the altar, and I 
I didn't have a clue because I've never been in a church like this before. I've never been given an opportunity to ask the Lord to forgive me of my sins, to come into my heart. But I did that that morning. And my goodness, it was like my life completely changed from that day forward. I really, really, God got a hold of my life. I was young and uh, I responded to the Lord. Everything I was into in my life before that day, Um, I believe was a response to my mom dying when I was 15 years old. And I was really trying to fill, I was trying to make myself happy in a sense. I was trying to get my joy back. I was trying to fill an emptiness that was there and nothing worked. That's the bottom line. Nothing worked. I tried a lot of things and nothing worked. And uh, thank God, even if you come to church, whatever state you're in, that's why I never judge people. You know, you see people and... You know, mm-hmm. to, in today's world, everyone's so judgmental. I, I don't get that. It's like, who are you to judge? Yeah. I'm just going on a little rampage on people right now. Yes, Why okay. are you judging people? Who are you to judge people? Don't you remember what you came from? Don't you remember? I mean, all of us have had moments in our lives, right? And none of us are perfect. So it's like, keep the judgment out. So yeah. even when I see people in church on a Sunday and they, they're going through things or they're having a rough time, whatever. Yeah, We're not to judge, and, and I just know what the Lord can do in anyone's life. So anyhow, I come to church. God so transforms my life. It's yeah. just amazing. Then, um, you know, a few weekends go by, and I'm not going out on weekends anymore. It's like my life changed that everything much. Just, I really didn't have an interest changed. in going out to a bar. I didn't have an interest in being with the same crowd. Like yeah. I just, it was like a new life and, and I loved my new life. And I remember my dad coming in my bedroom and uh, I'm sitting there trying to read the Bible. I don't, I don't even, I can't even find Genesis in the Bible at this yeah. stage. You know, it's all new to me and I'm trying to just grasp the Bible. Well, my dad opens, you would think seeing someone a young girl with her Bible in her hand that you would get happy about that as a parent. My dad really was not happy about that. Right. He was like, why are you not going out? Are you sick? And I said, no, sir, I'm just staying home tonight, reading the word. And he said, uh, he got a little angry about that. And he's like, what's going on in your life? And, uh, I had to tell him what happened that God changed my life. And, um, I went to this church. Well, because it was a church, I believe that's not Catholic. Yeah. You know, that just caused a lot of conflict um, because my dad really didn't understand exactly what was going on. And I think he perceived everything differently. So my dad actually gave me an ultimatum. He was going out of town and he said, listen, if you decide to keep going to that church, then you make sure when I come back that you pack everything you own and be gone. Right. So I sat in my bed and uh, my dad was gone and I had to make a decision. And in my simple way of talking to God, because I'm new to this, I, I didn't even know how to talk to God. I just said, Lord, you heard what my dad said. Now tell me what to do. And right. as sure as I'm living, I heard two words, which was follow, follow me. me. Yeah. I mean, you're saying and God that. said, follow me. And I knew it was the Lord. And I said, okay. So I had to pack everything I owned, which, you know, you remember, it wasn't much. It wasn't a whole lot. I had two bags yeah. of clothes, two bags. That was everything I owned. And I had $20 bill in my pocket. And I said, Lord, I'm going to follow you. And I left that day. And uh, thank God, 
just because people are wondering, the Lord really restored my dad and I's relationship. And my dad completely understands now what happened in my life. In fact, yeah. he's had an experience with God. So he understands. But what about, you know, in those moments, though, Tammy, that that all of us will face adversity. In, in different ways. In different ways. And there you are. You're not a young Christian. I mean, you're an infant. Oh, baby, baby. You are like days old. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you. It's like you've got to be spoon fed, yeah, bottle fed, cared yeah. for, all of those things, and yet severe, severe uh, opposition. Severe. And we we know today. We know the rest of the story, in which mm-hmm. we will probably get into that because we don't want to shed any bad negative light Mm-mm. on anyone. But the truth was, was that you had a lot of opposition. A lot. How did you over? How did you, how did you overcome? Because I mean, I mean, look, we've been married thirty years. Uh, I was there with you when you went through that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people accused you and I of like uh, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I don't want to get into all of that. We weren't even really dating. Mm-hmm. We were just friends. Did I like you? Yeah. Did you you like me? I think so, yeah, but at the time, you're just all by yourself, basically. I'm I'm helping you, Mm -hmm. and I remember you calling me one night, and you said, listen, I'm going to leave because I've been given this ultimatum, and I tried to talk you out of it. Mm -hmm. I said, are you serious? No, you don't want to do that, and you're like, look, it's that serious. I Mm -hmm. said, no, you need to make up your mind. You You really want this? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm trying to, here I am, I should be telling you, I don't know, maybe, no, get out of that. And I, I'm trying to get you to stay there. I'm like, don't do that, Tammy. That's, that's a whole lot. That's, that could be, that's, that's bad. Or you, you said, I don't really have a choice. How do you come, how do you, how did you personally on the inside, what, what, what were you, with the adversity, how do you overcome that? There was no question in my mind when God touches your life you cannot deny it when God really gets a hold of your life it's undeniable if you you know I only wish I feel sorry for people I I wouldn't want to go back and go through what I went through again and have that same emptiness and and the same things in my life that I was trying to fill the emptiness with but I almost wish Everybody had some kind of experience that you know what it is right. to be in darkness, that you know what it is to be with a life of no hope. Now, that's a terrible place to be. But when you do get a hold of hope, when you do get a hold of joy, when you do get a hold of the Lord really becomes the center of your life, there's no turning back. There's, yeah. I knew the Lord touched my life. I knew yeah. that the Lord changed my life. And I was willing, I can't help but think of when Jesus embraced his cross. Yeah, I remember when you, when you initially got touched mm-hmm. and, you, and you got an initial persecution or you, you had some obstacles or some adversity, you kind of backed off a little bit. Yeah. And then a few months later, you showed back. You showed back in church, mm-hmm. and you, this is when the 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 the, the saga began. <laughs> you were like, 
I'm not going back. No. I'm, I, I've tried to work it out, but you found, you found a, um, a strength on the inside. Absolutely. And you told me, you said, listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to do this. Yes. And, um, and you stepped out. I, I, I really don't know. Now, when that happened. I don't even know if I would have been able to do that. A little more happened. Because when I left home, then word got back. I was a senior in high school. Yeah. And the school called me and they said, you are pretty much like expelled. They put you out of school. And I'm like, why am I expelled? Because I got saved. And they said, you're not allowed to come to school here anymore. So the school kicked me out. They put you out. Here's where the street credibility comes in. So then I was so excited to get water baptized. And when I got water baptized, I think it was like the next day, the cops showed up on the church grounds. The NOPD. I mean, that's amazing, right? Well, I mean, you had just given your heart to the Lord. Yes. You go through water baptism. The next day, because you were, you were frequenting around the church, they sent the police to the church to commit you. The co- yes. The, the, the police showed up. With papers. With papers from the coroner. That's, that's who issues those, yes. those orders that you needed to be picked up for a 72-hour evaluation because... Nobody changes no, that because much. Because you were considered uh, having gone through some psychological transformation that is not normal. Right. And so you went through that. And yeah. we, we kind of... You and I drove up that day and we were warned and we cut out and um, we tried to handle ourselves went back and found my parents <laughs> who knew the corner yeah and we went down to visit the corner yeah so we didn't run from the law no we just tried because sometimes everyone involved doesn't understand what's going on exactly and it was such a traumatic again Again, here we go. These, this is not normal. All right, it's a little unscripted. This is like this is this is uh, extreme. Yeah, this is extreme. Mm -hmm. Through much persecution, says in Acts, we enter Mm -hmm. the kingdom of God. Yeah. Now we could say today, you know, you would be no. It was Tammy wasn't doing anything that was out of the ordinary. Actually, she was reforming her life. Some things that she was doing she wasn't proud of, she was changing, and because she was going in the righteous way, right. everything comes against you. As long as you were going in the other way, right. down the broad way, everything was fine. Everything was okay. But as soon as you decided to make a full reverse turn, right. everything that could come against you started coming against you to the point where law enforcement now was involved. That's right. And you had to, again, reach down. And I can remember you and I, with my parents, we went down to see the, the coroner. Mm-hmm. And the, the coroner, who was the coroner in New Orleans for many years, uh, we didn't get a chance to see him, but his associate. Mm-hmm. And he knew the case. Yeah. And you said, we said to him. I got saved. This is Tammy Pullman. And we're, 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 we're coming to you because we, we realize that there is a order for her to be picked up and evaluated. 
We're coming to you saying that she doesn't need evaluation. Here's where we are. This is religious persecution. Yeah. And the coroner, the associate coroner or assistant, I don't know how they would term, he said to you, I completely understand what's going on. I just recently received Christ into my life. And his response to us was, if you'll sign this paper, Mm-hmm. We can reverse this order and have those who sign the papers to be evaluated. We said, no, 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 no. We said, no, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. No. We're not trying to get back at anybody. We just want people to lay off. Yes. Get off of our back. Right. Leave her alone. Now, see, we did it the legal way. We, didn't, we were praying, but we did it right. And I can remember that man said, wow. You really, that day he told you, he said, you really are Christian. He said, most people would do the opposite. They would sign this and have the others evaluated. We didn't want trouble. But I think all of how you handled yourself through all the adversity, it determines the outcome that you live today. Now, let me ask you this. What would you have done if you hadn't gone through the adversity? What did the adversity cause to happen in your life I think the adversity caused me to become a my maturity in the Lord I think was a progressed a little faster than the norm yeah um because all of a sudden I'm thrusted into this life and then I had to overcome so much like you said and then um you know, I just became so close uh, to like your parents yeah. and, and close people in the church that I think the discipleship pro- process for me was a little quicker. Um, we really got married a lot faster sooner than we, and sooner yeah. than I think would have happened because of that. Now, we know it was all the Lord. It was God. Set, it was set his up. his hand on it. But I think the extreme adversity causes us to do one or two things it's like pressure to either run and hide or or to face it and get real yeah you get real with god absolutely see like for my in my case i came from the other i was born in church i was born in a preacher's home and i saw everything on a bed of ease right i didn't have a dramatic i once was lost and now I'm found. Right. I did have a moment where I was actually born again. And I, I can yeah. remember that date. I can remember when it happened. But I didn't have, I had people celebrating me. I had right. people praying. I had people right. praying, please, God, if we need sanity in our life, save Owen. Yes. Where in your case, you're saved. And they're like, Please bring Timmy back into a life of hedonism and 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 and, and rebellion yeah. and and craziness yeah. and lasciviousness. Yes. Go back. You're like all New Orleanians are lascivious, man. We were we raised in we raised in party town. This Look, is the party town USA. I don't miss a hangover for anything. But that is not, miserable. But you're not celebrated because you're doing the right thing. Yes. You are persecuted for doing the right thing Absolutely. and a lot of people when things get tough pressure breaks pipes they right cave in they cave 
we, I think we need to recognize that the Lord knew my destiny was to be your wife. He knew a lot of battles we would have to face together. And the Lord, through my life, even when it goes back to even before I was saved with my mom dying at 15, somehow I was always built tough. And I think through the persecution, I just was like a tough believer. Like I was tough. I can face things. I can go through things. We've been through so many well, I, things. I think you got in over your head. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, there's a there's a there's a moment when a an aircraft a plane mm-hmm. a jet is taken off in a runway and has to get to 180 to 200 miles an hour for lift. When they're down that runway and they get to a point where they are committed. Yeah. They can't, they either have to go up or crash. Correct. And I, I think that so, so many Christians, and I say, I don't want to say so many, but many do get to a place where God brings them to a place of commitment and it's gotten tough. Yeah. That they burn, they crash and burn instead of saying, God, just lift me up. Just, let's just go. You did that. Blind faith. 18 years old, you just said, I'm following God. I'm going for it. It's really, and you did it. It's really you did it. a word we don't hear much anywhere, anymore in the Christian walk. It's really a place of surrender. Total committed surrender. Let surrender. go. Let God. Yes. That let you go. say, this isn't really my life anymore. I'm really, that's what happens in baptism. Actually, we bury the old and we come up anew. Let me ask you this. If you had not mm-hmm. found the Lord on that day, now you found the Lord. Yeah. You found the Lord, but now persecution arises. It's like children of Israel, they've been delivered from Egypt, but now they have to go through the Red Sea and, and, and Pharaoh's chasing them. Yeah. The chase don't begin until you get saved. Right. But how many people are afraid to go across the Red Sea? Let me ask you this. You meet Jesus on a Sunday. God touches you. You knew it. What if you don't make the decision that you made? Where would you be today? You know, I hate to even think about it. I hate to even think about it. Because I would have probably gone off for college and God only knows where I'd be today. And, you know, like a lot of people, they live a life with no purpose, no joy. There's a lot of people who even have money and what we call success Yet they have no joy, no fulfillment, no, I love living a life that it doesn't matter what's going on. Even when things seem to go bad, there's still so much hope and so much joy and we have a future and it's still okay because God's going to take care of everything. And it doesn't mean we live a problem-free life because we have a lot of things that go on. It rains the just and the unjust, but purpose, destiny. Yes, you know, God. everywhere I go, even your sister, I spoke at your sister's church a few weeks ago. And when she's introducing me, and I hear this so much, even our doctor the other day made mm. this comment. And I hear it a lot about me. And I say, you are just so happy. I'm not just happy because, you know, oh gosh, I just won the lottery or, you know, things are just going right. But honestly, Owen, there is a joy of... yeah. 
having Jesus as the center of your life, that really is unexplainable. Um, I wish everybody, that's why I, everywhere I go, I try to tell people about the Lord and, and witness to them because right. I really want the world and people to know that they can experience the same thing. And even believers that believe in God accepted Jesus, mm-hmm. love the Holy Spirit, the triune God. Yeah. They get a little pressure, a little adversity, and they got to just fight through it. Yeah. Instead of giving in. Yeah. Because that adversity will lead you to purpose. Yeah. And for you, I I always say that when 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 you went through those things and you just didn't turn back. No. It really it really divided you from your old life to your new life. Absolutely. If you're kind of on the on the fence, you never get a chance to break through to the other side. Mm-hmm. Adversity is not always bad. Do we pray for it? Never. Right. Difficult times. Do we do we we beg God for it? No. What crazy man would? You know what's beautiful? After all that years go by, I have Al. We get married. I have Allie. She's an infant. And we were having an Easter musical yeah. at the church, and uh, I was in the musical, so I didn't I didn't know who I could have watched the baby while I'm in the musical. So I invited my dad, and I said, uh, he and his wife come watch the baby. Would you come while we do the musical? Watch the baby. I'm in the musical. Mm-hmm. He said, absolutely. So I think the Lord used that, and my dad came that morning, and he watched the musical. And at the end, you gave an altar call and how beautiful it was to see my dad respond to that altar call. And he was in the altar. You prayed for him and he experienced the Lord for himself. And, you know, he lost his, I lost my mother. He lost his wife. I'm sure there was a lot of that same emptiness, that same pain, a lot of the same things I was going through, maybe a little differently, but on his level and I watched him receive the Lord that day, and uh, my, how God can just turn things around. Now we know the Lord's words ring out even more, Father, forgive them. Yeah, exactly. They don't know what to do with No. But we know what you're doing. Yes. We know that in the midst of that, you're creating a scenario where we can grow. Yes. And you're dividing us from the old to the new. Yep. But yet we can look forward after that because that was that was that was a little time. That was three or four years later. Yeah. That God then brought your dad to salvation, mm-hmm. accepting that you were in the ministry. Now he's a fan. Now I love we were at a family event a few weeks ago and my dad's we seen people we haven't seen in, you know, decades, that kind of event. And uh He's just bragging to people. Did you see my daughter? She's a preacher. She's a pastor. And he's so proud. Yeah. But you know, God has to bring you through sometimes. Right. Now you're a witness. You yes. know, that's the word martyr. Yes. Witness. You know, we don't maybe sometimes go to the guillotine mm-hmm. and our heads are chopped off or uh, we're, we're put on a cross right. like some of the early apostles and right. and. and, and Right. confessors, yet we do go through a type of persecution as what you went through, mm-hmm. adversity. But if we will just be faithful to surrender yes. through it, God will God many, will vindicate. I wonder how way, many people are listening or watching us right now on this yeah. podcast. Adversity. 
and they are just sitting back because they have been through pressure and that pressure caused them to kind of step back. Step back and give up. So I, a lot of people. I, I encourage you today Yes. To, to endure. And you can endure only through you had people surrounding you. You stayed faithful to the house of God. You had a prayer life. You were walking. Even though you were a baby in Christ, you stayed close to your mentors and people mm-hmm. that knew the Lord. And in due season, God brought you through. Well, let me just say this. Not only do you need the Lord in your life, that's... Yeah, of course. That's number one. Absolutely number one. But besides that, you need the church. No doubt. You have to stick close in the local church that God calls you to. I am an avid believer. And a church where you're accountable. Yes. Not where you're just a number in the back row. That's right. But you are accountable to a spiritual director, advisor, somebody that can help you grow. This walk was not meant to walk it alone. No, no, no. So I think we, I I pray we've helped some people. Yes. Remind them to subscribe. This has been uh, ongoing. We're we're thankful for this opportunity to come and speak to you and encourage you. So if you'll just go to the, the button and subscribe the, the bell. you can hit the notification notification and say listen you can share this with other people and every time something happens you'll get notified and well it's been awesome to be with you today have a great great week we'll see you next time here on unscripted 